Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What are you waiting for? Come on in. This podcast may contain graphic content and strong language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Murder, Mischief, and Moscato, Season 3. I'm Hannah Green. I'm Mary Sports. Every week this season, we're going to be bringing you a bonus episode featuring a recently solved case and an unsolved case from each U.S. state. So join us every Friday as we remember those taken too soon and help to spread the word for loved ones who still need answers. It may be possible that you might be able to help provide some critical information. Thank you for being here. Let's dive in. Hi, Hannah. Hi, Mary. We're in Tennessee today. Yes, we are. We are, we are. All right. Oh, you know. So many stories, so little time. The reality is that we we could do a story like this every single day of the year, and we wouldn't run out of material. You are absolutely correct. So hopefully at least one of the stories we do helps. Somebody. Yeah. Somewhere. Okay. You want to kick us off? December 16th of 1985 in Miriam County, Tennessee. A fisherman decided to take advantage of the 50 degree weather and get some of his favorite pastime in. While fishing in a local creek off of Interstate 24, the fisherman came across the body of a man, clearly deceased, par- partially skeletonized and fully clothed. He contacted authorities. They quickly responded. They got the man out of the water, and they started an investigation. They transported the deceased to the medical examiner's office. And at that time, no one knew if this was an accident, a suicide, or a homicide. Until the autopsy revealed the man had died from massive blows to the head, which kind of rules out accident and suicide. Uh, yeah. The unidentified man had brown hair and brown eyes. He was wearing blue labeled briefs, a blue IV, which is a brand name, long sleeve shirt, an L.L. Bean long sleeve shirt, Jordache jeans, and a brown belt. He had no jewelry, no tattoos, and no identification. Oh. It was estimated the man was between the ages of 25 and 35, and he had been in the water for up to a month. Because the police really had nothing to go on, the case went cold, although it did continue to be worked on, occasionally by new detectives with fresh fresh sets of eyes. We have often heard that sometimes it only takes a fresh set of eyes to see a new clue that has actually been there all along. This was not the case here. 
In 2018, Detective Larry Davis had the case file on his desk and he did not want to retire until he resolved a case of the Jordache bones, which is the name they gave to the body. Okay. He sent all the evidence he had with the bones to Dr. William Bass, a forensic anthropologist who happens to have a body farm in Knoxville, Tennessee, that if you want to, you can go to her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about that. Not on the podcast, but you and I have conversed about this because we were in Knoxville and we saw signs about it. Yeah, I actually did a paper in college on it. It was super cool. Um, Dr. Bass came up with a fresh composite sketch of what the unidentified man had looked like when he was alive. Detective Davis uploaded the composite into NAMIS, which is the National Missing and Unidentified Person System, where it would sit unnoticed for more years until someone found it and gave him his name back. In 2022, Larry Davis spoke to the Chattanooga Times Free Press about the case, hoping that they would run a story and it might bring some leads to light. The press ran a story and it happened to be read by Barbara King Ladd, who was a stay-at-home mom, and the story piqued her interest. She did some at-home sleuthing like you or I might. She found a missing report, a missing persons report from Chambly, Georgia, and matched it to the composite sketch that had been run in the paper with the story. It looked like a young man, Donald Boardman, who had disappeared from the Chambly area in mid-November of 1985. Barbara was not a true crime enthusiast. She was not an armchair detective. She coaches kids on life in elementary schools. She was just somebody who cared enough to want to know if she could make a difference. For some reason, it just caught her eye, and she, you know, she's like, I just need to do this. Barbara reached out to the Chambly Police Department with her findings, and crime analyst Lori Bradburn reached out to the family of Donald to obtain DNA samples. She matched them to the previously unknown male, that was found in the creek in Tennessee. Donald Boardman had his name back, and his family had some type of closure, but it wasn't quite enough. Born in South Florida in 1950, later moving to Georgia at the age of 36, Donald had been a house nut. Some people called him a fanatic. He was very laid back. He liked to dress fashionably, loved music. Uh, He had actually alphabetized his entire CD collection. Which, to me, isn't weird, because that's what I did with mine. Um, I did it with my movies and my books. Yeah. Donald, Donald had been married twice. Once to the daughter, Peter Thomas. You know who Peter Thomas is? Um... You would recognize his voice. Is he, uh, um, oh, God. Yeah, I can see his face. He's an actor, right? No, that's Richard Thomas. No, he's not an actor. Who is Peter Thomas? He narrates Forensic Files. Oh, 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 okay. All right. You're right. I would definitely recognize his voice. Now, this marriage ended in divorce in early 1985. His second marriage was to a woman that he had met a mere six weeks earlier. This marriage, too, ended in divorce in the middle of 1985. Donald was an incredibly smart man. He had been a very smart child a National Merit Scholarship semifinalist. He drew a comic strip for the local paper. He had run an alcohol-free nightclub. He had run a gift shop. Now, Donald had spoken to his father by phone on the evening of November 16th of 1985, assuring him that he would be in Florida to spend Thanksgiving with both of his parents. He had recently bought a brand new white Camaro Z28, and he was on his way to a health food convention 
Then he would be back at work on November 18th at the design firm he worked at until Thanksgiving vacation when he would go to Florida. Okay. On November 18th, Donald's boss got in touch with his parents, letting him know that Donald had not shown up for work. His parents filed a missing persons report. On November 29th of 1985, the East Point Atlanta, Georgia police pulled over a white Z28 Camaro on the suspicion of the driver being drunk. They found three occupants in the car, none of them who were the registered owner of the vehicle. I was going to say, I'm going to guess it wasn't, you know, Donald, because he, he ran a alcohol-free nightclub. Him drinking and driving sounds very unlikely. Yeah. Charles Milton Robertson was the driver. He was in possession of Donald's jacket and his credit card. Now, the credit card had been used several times at some local stores, gas stations, and car shops. Charles was on federal probation for a gun charge, and Charles owned a car repair shop. Okay. Charles claimed that Donald had brought his car in for repairs on November 18th and had not returned to pick it up or to pay for the repairs that had been done on it. I call bullshit. The other two occupants of the car were Dwayne Stephen Foster and Thea Jane Remingler, who both stated that they had absolutely no idea what was even going on. Thea had a warrant out for her arrest for armed robbery. Sounds like a good crime. So all three, all three people in the vehicle were taken in, arrested for drunkenness, but in the end, authorities really felt that they had no real evidence to hold the trio on suspicion of anything else. So they eventually let them go. Authorities did believe that one or more occupants of the Camaro carjacked Donald for his brand new Camaro and something went terribly wrong. Donald ended up dead, but they, you know, they really had no idea. Right. So they feel like they, they, they carjacked Donald. Something went wrong. Donald ended up dead. He ended up dumped in a creek in Miriam County, Tennessee. Now from everything I could find, all three of the occupants of the car are deceased. I could not find anything on Dwayne, but Charles passed in 2012 and Thea passed in June of 2021 in Bradenton, Florida. So no one ended up getting charged because all the suspects are dead. Right. But Donald got his name back and he went home to his family. I'm glad. So that's really what, in the end, if you, if you can't punish the person who did it, at least his family has him back. Yes. Yes. All right. Mine, mine is short, and you know I hate it when they're short because it means I don't have a lot to share. On New Year's Day, 2007, a man was walking along the side of Highway I-24 East near Exit 60, um, and this was in uh, Davidson County, uh, when he was struck and killed by a vehicle. The police need our help in identifying this unfortunate victim so that he can be returned to the ones who loved him. He was not the victim of a murder. It was an accident. But, but he had no ID on him. Yep. So authorities have no idea who he was. Okay. Right. The victim was a white or light-skinned Hispanic male between the ages of 18 and 35, which to me seems unnecessarily vague. Depending on the life he led, which but, means parts of him could be very young appearing and... You know, maybe his skin was extremely weathered. But his I, teeth I know. Were I, yeah. Okay. I know. I know. Yeah, that's a huge gap. Yeah. He was five foot four to five foot six inches, which again, they had his body, so it's weird to me that we have a range. And he weighed between 140 and 150 pounds. 
Okay. He had brown eyes and short black hair with a short mustache and chin hair. He was wearing a white t-shirt, black jeans, gray Fila tennis shoes. They were men's size nine and a half. Here's where we might be able to help. He had two tattoos. A scorpion on the back of his left hand and a more distinctive tattoo on the left side of his chest. The chest tattoo was a heart with blood drops at the bottom, like an like not the human anatomy heart, but the shape of right okay. as if his heart were crying. Yes, or bleeding. Okay. There is a white ribbon that swirled over the heart. In the middle of the ribbon, it says Mia Moore, and at the top of the ribbon, it says Jamie, and at the bottom of the ribbon, it says Sandra. That's a very distinctive. There was also a rose with a full stem and leaves on it tattooed so that it looked like it was laying behind the heart. It's very distinctive. There is dental, fingerprint, and DNA records available to help aid in the discovery of the man's identity. So let's give this man his name back. Let's get him home to those who loved him. Yes. If you believe that you can help make this happen, please contact the Tennessee and Davidson County Medical Examiner's Office at 615-743-1800. You're going to ask for Candace Sexton and reference case number 07-003. Someone out there is going to recognize this. Hell yeah. Someone's going to, it's going to click. So let's bring him home. Let's okay. give him his name back. All right. All right. Sounds good. Thanks. We'll be in Texas next week. Texas. We'll meet y'all there. Have a great week, guys. Bye. What's better than free money? How you choose to spend it, of course. Right now, open a new CQ checking account and we'll give you $250 to spend however you like. Upgrade those headphones, splurge on concert tickets, or maybe upgrade to ad-free streaming. The choice is yours. And extra cash isn't all this credit union offers. Do your banking, build credit, and invest in your future. All with CQ. Visit CQMD.org today. That's S-E-C-U-M-D.org today.